leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. I'm nervous. <laughs> hey, security peeps. We are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping to demystify cybersecurity careers for the month of October, which is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And it is October 27th. We are 27 days in, four days left. This is nuts. I am here with an awesome human being, Galen Fassler. Say hi to everybody, Galen. Hello. And Galen is giving a talk later this week. It's Saturday, right? It's Thursday. The conference Thursday. is Thursday and Friday. And we're okay, cool. Thursday. Conference happening Thursday and Friday. Galen is going to give us a sneak peek into the conference. It's the ISSA conference. She's going to talk to us about what's going to be happening there at the conference. She is going to talk about um, breaking into security. That's why we're here. <laughs> so we have a ton to talk about in the next half an hour. So Excellent. there are a couple people chiming in. Danielle Goodwin. Hi, Danielle. Backman is back. Hello. And Mackenzie, good afternoon. It is afternoon wherever Mackenzie is. So we have people chime in, Galen. So it it, it tends to be a festive, a fun uh, half an hour. So Amazing. go for it. So tell us about this talk. Give us a sneak peek. Not the whole thing, but just a little bit about what you're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, so we're, it's Triangle Info Secon, which is... Um, one of the largest conferences in this part of the country. I'm in the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina. So uh, it's a huge conference every year. It's actually um, very near and dear to my heart. It's how I got introduced to information security. I volunteered with Raleigh ISSA back in 2013 and helped them organize the conference. And at the time, I really had no idea what InfoSec was. And um, But it was a great opportunity to meet people and kind of get my interest peaked even though I didn't join the industry officially until about two years ago. Um, so my boss and I are actually giving our presentation and we're talking about our uh, awareness and training program that we have uh, where we work. So that's actually a lot of what I do. So Cybersecurity Awareness Month is particularly on brand because <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the heat of that and then we're getting ready to wrap it up and, and we have a bunch of prize drawings that we're really excited to do. So um, that's it's been a busy month and it's going to keep going. But so our presentation yeah. is about how we pivoted um, to keep our awareness and training program successful during COVID. So obviously we've been working from home since March. Um, we will continue to work from home for the foreseeable future. We um, don't have we have a we've been told we'll revisit in January. And that's the word at this point. Um, so uh, we immediately, when COVID hit, we kind of stopped what we did. So a lot of what we do is phishing and communication and um, presentations, getting in front of people, trying to tell them about the tools that we have to help them be more secure at work and at home. So right when COVID hit, we just kind of stopped. We 
within our organization, we had seven to nine emails a week flying around about COVID and all of that. And we were just like, this is not the time to try to be in people's inboxes, <laughs> trying to catch them. It's crazy. It's stressful. We're not going to do it. Um, but once we kind of settled into our new norm, we had to revisit how we were going to be successful and how we were going to reach people. Um, and kind of interestingly, we've just picked up and been so busy and had so many people interested. So our phishing program, I work at a, a really large organization and our phishing program is opt-in based on your entity. Mm-hmm. So we ask that um, entity leadership, if they want to enroll their program, they come talk to us and we kind of get their users and then we roll them into the program. And um, I've only worked here since February and this program is still really new. So it's been since about last October that we've had this program going. So um just kind of through sheer force of will and through um, a lot of it is due to my boss. Um, She's been at our company for a really long time. So she just kind of knows the right people. Um, We've been able to onboard. Um, When COVID hit, we had three or four um, entities that were in our opt-in program. And next month when we fish, we'll have probably about 11 entities. Wow. So it's been, so it's been busy. Are very interested. Yes. Um, that's so good. that's, that's been our main push, but because of COVID we had to approach it in such a different way. So we also are doing a security Academy where we're inviting other it professionals from within the organization to come and learn a little bit about what our security department does and what it is to be a security analyst. And that was going to be in person. That was going to be like, we started that idea just for, our help desk people because they were asking to shadow and we were like, well, yeah, you can just come for like a couple hours. We'll give you kind of a spiel. And then COVID hit and we were trying to think, how do we still get these people involved and how do we get more, how do we get security in front of more people? And it actually expanded it, that idea so much. So instead of just having a couple help desk people come and sit with our analysts, we now have about 22 people that attend a virtual session monthly um, with a different part of our security team to learn about what that, what that team does. And so that's, that's amazing. <laughs> the virtual part of it actually has allowed us to expand. It's helped, right? Lot. Yeah, which has been kind of surprising, but people seem to be really enthusiastic about it and really interested in learning more about security. So it's kind of made our jobs a lot easier in that aspect. Yeah, um, now you have all these allies and partners and, you know, it's like security being in the whole entire company versus be little bits of security around the company versus it being in your own department, just one department. That's fantastic. Yes, it has worked out very well. And then we also, um, we wanted to start a security ambassadors program. So people who kind of are early adopters of our initiatives and our technology, and now everybody in security academy, we're, we're asking them, will you be an ambassador for us? Like you're here. So you're clearly interested. Can you take some of this back to your people? Um, and so we're hoping that we see a lot more engagement and interest through that. So, Good. yeah, in a lot of ways, um, moving to virtual has actually helped us a lot. Um, now that people don't have to go somewhere, they can just log on. Um, right. I think we've gotten a lot more interest and engagement through it. So that's um, largely what our presentation is going to be about, about how we shifted and how we had to pivot and, and have somehow <laughs> come yeah. out of it being no, very this- successful. This is awesome. It's fantastic because you are so successful at what you did. Um, Before we continue on, I just want to shout some more people out. I think this might be Karen. She says, yay, Galen. (laughs) (laughs) Michael says, hello, ladies. Hello, Michael. Michael. Derek is here. Hi, Derek. Hey, Derek. Helena's here. Hi, Helena. Hi. So um, 
Galen, what a couple of points, you know, that you made here that I think is so important for people to, to uh, think about. What your department did, what you all did in the middle of COVID is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so happy. I mean, obviously, there's so many things about COVID that have been, um, you know, just tragic. And then there's these little bright lights of things that have been happening. Um, and you, it's funny that you talk about security awareness when I was in, um, actually deep down in security, uh, one of the things that we talked about was having these, or we, we did have these little road shows to, to your point and, um, doing them virtually just makes it a whole lot easier for you and for the individual, right? Cause they could just log on to a zoom call. Um, you're getting more reach now, like you said, because of that. You have these new ambassadors. So all these people now want to learn more about security because of all the emails flying around. Um, I just did a talk very quick, you know, talk the other day about um, just security as a whole to people who are, again, this is demystifying security. So people who are completely out of the loop. My friend, has a, she's a marketer and she was asking me about, you know, security for marketers. And it's just everyone wants to know about it when they not they may not have paid as much attention but now due to the fact that we are sitting in the middle of covid and we're having all these you know fishing all of this stuff that's happening um and i think i i'm i'm waiting for what is to come with black friday and cyber monday and like the big shopping season especially yeah. since everybody now i mean whoever wasn't shopping online before you are forced to do it now yeah. So definitely um, I see such a, a, an increase in this happening and it's exciting to hear about how you all pivoted and how you embraced it and how more people um, came into the fold. So go ahead, go ahead. I, it's, been, it's been really fun. Um, I'm pretty passionate about security. Um, I know we're gonna talk about how I got into it, but it's, it's been really fun to kind of help share that passion with other people who, I feel like in general, people think security is so overwhelming and they just don't want to deal with it. And then, but I come in and I'm just like, no, it's so fun. Let's learn. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and it's been, it's been great. This is my first awareness and training job um, where that that's my whole job is awareness and training. And um, it's great. Like, I really like it. So that's super cool. Super cool. So a couple more comments coming in here. Um who says good morning here? Anthony Arrington says good morning. And Danielle's making jokes. Your mysterious gold curtain. <laughs> yes, Danielle. We test it out every day to see if the sun is going to be blaring in. And today is not as sunny. So, yes, the mysterious curtains are open. <laughs> it's good fall sun today. It's good fall sun. And Chris Weir is here. Chris, I'm so glad you made it. Good morning. So, good morning. So Galen, talk to us, two years in the field, eight yes. months, you just started the role right before COVID hit, which yeah. is wow. Yeah. And you got here through breaking in from, you know, you got to the, the ISSA chapter and the yep. conference as a volunteer and that's yep. how you kind of broke in. So you're like everything, everything we've been saying for the whole two years of having this podcast, you're like everything balled into one. So walk me through, walk me through how you got started, what made you think about security as a career, and then like take us all the way through. Okay, great. Um, Yeah, so I actually had a family member or I have a family member who works in the industry who encouraged me right out of undergrad 
to go um, work in information security. And my bachelor's degree is in history. So I was like, no, 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 that's not going to work. Um, I'm not smart enough. I'm not technical enough. There's no way that I can work in that field. So I went and I got a job as a front desk coordinator. And probably about a year into that job, I was like, okay, there's not really many places to go from this. So I actually looked into grad school and I went and I got a master's in criminology. And while I was doing that, I had an opportunity to do an emphasis. And so I did one in cybercrime and terrorism, which was actually um, a couple of information assurance classes. So it really set the foundation. Um, it helped me kind of realize, yes, I don't know anything about networking or that much about security, but I sure can learn it. So when I finished my master's, um, I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. Um, I'm in Raleigh-Durham and it's an awesome place for InfoSec professionals. So, and I already knew a ton of people because out of undergrad, back up a little bit, um, I volunteered at ISSA. That family member took me to a Raleigh ISSA meeting to see who I could network with and who I could meet to maybe give me some ideas of what I wanted to do. And they asked for help with organizing InfoSecon. And I was like, yes, sure, that sounds great. Let's do it. Um, so when I came out with my master's and I was kind of looking around, I already had all these contacts in information security. So I started going back to ISSA meetings and I started networking again and seeing what people were seeing within the industry, just kind of getting a sense for it. Um, and what I started doing, actually, I joined a women's networking group. Um, this one is no longer uh, up and running. Uh, it was called League of Women in Cybersecurity. And I saw a need that they needed help with social media and with doing some stuff. Um, so I volunteered, I had time and I volunteered with them and their goal was to help get women into cybersecurity. Uh, and that actually was awesome. I didn't realize how much satisfaction that I would get out of that goal. Um, just working together to help people was awesome. And it helped me see other parts of cybersecurity as well. Um, we are a community and we are a family in, in a very real sense. And that's where I got that first taste of that. So that um, is really when I was like, yes, cybersecurity, 100% full throttle, let's go. Um, actually, so I volunteered with them and I got Security Plus, which is how um, I feel like my resume finally got through to people. I actually put it on my LinkedIn and a recruiter at my first security job um, contact contacted me. And we were just, we, did a phone call and we chatted and he was like, I don't have anything for you right now, but I'll keep you in mind. And so I was thinking, all right, I'll talk to you never. And he really did. He called me back like two months later and he said, hey, we got a roll. Send me your resume, update it and send it to me. And I, I got in. It's actually two years on Thursday since I officially got my first job um, in InfoSec. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I, and I still volunteer with a women's group. Now I'm with women in cybersecurity, which is an amazing organization that is just continuing to grow. And it's so nice to see. Um, I'm a board member of the North Carolina chapter. So, um, same goal of helping get women into security. Um, and I was going somewhere with that. And now I don't remember. <laughs> oh, so I still, I still, um, talk to a lot of people about how I got there or how I got here. And I have kind of three things that I tell people. Um, security plus. I kind of hate it. Certifications are such a trap because you need experience to get the certification, but you need the cert to get the experience. And so, but security plus really does just help you get through those gatekeepers and helps show that you're interested, at least in being there. Um, I think 
a lot of the reason I got that first job was because of my volunteer experience and because I proved that I wanted to be here. I want to be involved in this community and I'm in this community for the long haul. And I think that really helped them be willing to take a chance on me with no experience. Um, and then persistence. It takes, it took me a year after I got my master's um, to get, and once I finally decided that this is where I wanted to be, it took me a year and probably about a hundred applications before I got that first job. And so it sucks, but if you want to be here, you just got to stay persistent and stay the course. And I think it'll happen. So that is so, so amazing. Um, so many things that you, that you touched on here, the volunteering, um, you know, we, again, for two years, people have come in and said, hey, volunteer, volunteer. You volunteered, got in there, networked with everyone. And so they knew you. So when it was the time for you to actually make the transition and move forward and look for an opportunity, you're able to leverage the network that you already made. Then the experience from the networking, I mean, the experience from the volunteering. So not only the networking opportunity, but just the actual work experience. So doing the social media, doing some of these other things, um, you know, again, make you a, an attractive candidate and an easy person to think of when somebody wants to, you know, when somebody's looking for an opportunity. Then you talk about the certifications in doing the security plus, which I 100% agree because um, what I like about what you said is that people um, took took you a little bit more seriously or, you know, looked at like, okay, at least this person went forward and got at least one certification, right? So it shows that she's she's interested in the industry. And then you talked about the community and people realizing that you're being here for the long haul, um, which is so very important because people want to invest in people that they think are going to be around and not, you know, jumping around. So it's definitely um, everything that you said. And then the application process. So not only were you doing all, you know, you're doing not one of these things, you're doing all of these things. So then mm -hmm. you apply with the 100 applications and using the network and volunteering and all of these things. And it took you about a year um, to break in. So I tell people all the time, the ones that get discouraged, you know, to listen to these types of things because you all are here. And then when you make it in, you're like, oh, my God, it's so awesome. Yes. So, um, so many nuggets in there. Okay, so some more people are saying hi. Good morning, Marlon. Morning, Roger. Macman says networking, 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 because we talk about it like every single day. It's so yes. true. Yes. Uh, well, and, and not just not just for career, but I've met people who are very dear friends now and who yeah. I hang out with. Not right now because of COVID, right. but like it it really there's some weirdos for sure. Because but there's some majority are really awesome people. So yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Uh Danielle says says uh Calvin Coolidge persistence and quote persistence and determination are omnipotent and that is so so true. My mom's quote, I don't know if she got this from somewhere, but she would always tell me persistence seldom fails. Or maybe it was my dad's quote. I can't remember. <laughs> but it's the truth. Persistence seldom fails. Like you keep going and going, eventually you're gonna get to where you need to be. Yes. Uh, Roger says that's a pleasant scene in the background <laughs> with the curtains. Around. I'm gonna have these curtains open as soon as <laughs> awesome. it is beautiful back there. Um, I just don't want the sunlight beaming in on us. But yes, love love that little background out there. There sometimes is deer back there, um, and I'm waiting for 
um, Galen's cat to Kitty to Cat Mamas because she is it a girl or boy? Uh, there's actually two. There's a girl okay. and a boy. The one you okay. saw earlier was the girl. Um, <laughs> so she, she was in there before, so waiting for her to come back. Um, Danielle says, stay the course, good information. And um, Oni said, it's a good evening for my end here. Where is everybody? I feel like people are all over the world today um, listening in on this one. So this is really good. So uh, tell us about the conference. So it's usually in person. This time it's online. Do people have to pay? Can they still register? Um, That's a good question. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a paid conference this year. It's cheaper. Um, it was 90 bucks instead of normally. So they have early birds, like if you get a, tickets earlier, et cetera. Um, but this year, the last I saw was 90. And I actually don't know if it's sold out this year. It usually sells out. Um, it's usually hosted in the Raleigh Convention Center. And I think last year they had somewhere between 12 to 1500 people attend and it was sold out. Um, so it's, it's, a really good place to network. They've got awesome talks. They've usually got a couple of different tracks for speakers um, and they do that this year too. So they have a leadership track, which is awesome. If you are an up and coming leader, you can go attend a bunch of talks with a bunch of CISOs and um, get to meet them. And I think the, that track is also for CISOs to learn a little bit more. But um, yeah, so it's it's actually for Raleigh ISSA. It's their biggest... Um, what's the word fundraising event of the year. And then they use those funds to host trainings and classes throughout the year. So it's also, I mean, it's expensive and they have sponsors. So you kind of get some, you know, you get their sponsor talks and, but um, it serves a lot of good for our community. So um, yeah, this year, I think this year is new doing Thursday night. Um, usually Thursday night is just kind of reserved for the planners, um, to go do speaker stuff. Um, they normally do Friday all day and then what they call after dark and the after dark part is pretty fun. They have drone races and they've got games and they've got stuff to do for people who maybe can't attend during the day. So they're trying to be inclusive to those who can't get away for the day. Um, so this year I think Thursday is the concession to Friday just because virtual. Um, I don't know that we can do virtual drone races that are as fun. So, um, but yeah, I've gone, this will be my first year speaking at it and I'm really excited and getting more nervous the more I think about it. So I'm trying not to think about it too much. Well, you're uh, doing great right now. Thank you. This There's is probably good. hundreds of people watching. I don't want to scare you. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So my boss, I'm actually glad my boss will be there just in case. She can she can talk herself out of a any situation if she needed to. So yeah, um, yeah so I it's called Triangle Info Secon um, every year this this time of the year. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's fantastic. You're gonna be awesome. Just telling us and, and talking to us about what you're doing right now is amazing. Sharing um, your background and sharing the security awareness plan that you all worked on and all the pivoting during COVID and everything that you've been up to has been, uh, pretty fantastic. So I'm glad you're going to be great. Isn't she doing a great job? Everybody (laughs) years into the field. Oh my goodness. Okay. Look at where all these people are here from. This is pretty cool. So, uh, Rogers in Pittsburgh, Danielle is in Kuwait. What? Whoa, what time is it? 
sweet <laughs> right now. I know. That's what people were like. Good night. Good morning. Yeah. Danielle's in Massachusetts. This is cool. Marlon's in Maryland. Shahid is in Phoenix. We have people from all over. I love this. Wow. Oni is in Nigeria. Marcus. Marcus is here. Marcus says, when you volunteer and help others, the universe will not let you starve. That is the truth. And uh, Marcus is live from Texas. We got to get Marcus back on here. Marcus, do you know Marcus Carey? I don't think so. So Marcus Carey wrote the book, Tribe of Hackers. You know, all those books? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Marcus is awesome. Yeah, I actually won a bundle of Tribe of Hackers. I got the the red team one and I think the original one um, from Twitter. Which is Very cool. underrated resource, but InfoSec um, Twitter is awesome. Um, everybody's everybody's on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Marcus is uh, infamous. Uh, Danielle says she'll be moving to Raleigh soon from Kuwait, so she's yes. going to into it. Woohoo! Yeah, yes. join yeah. Women in Cybersecurity North Carolina affiliate. Exactly. Sharon, hey Sharon, hey Sharon, friends to the show. Danielle get, says, Galen, you're doing great. You are. You're doing amazing. Thank you. Thank and you. Anthony is in Herndon, right down the street from me. Nice. So you are doing awesome. Roger said, Tribe of Hackers. Need to look that up. Roger, those books, I'm telling you, you have to. Everybody who's somebody is in the Tribe of Hackers books. Hint, hint, Marcus, I'm not in the book yet. <laughs> <laughs> so That's the goal. That's the that's dream. The goal. That's yep. the goal. So, so people can attend. It's starting at Thursday night, right? And into Friday. Yes, all day Friday. All day Friday, Thursday evening, all day Friday. Um, And then um, tons of different talks, panels, people like you and others. Um, And it happens every year, right around this time. Virtual disco round, $90. So it's... um, cheaper because it's virtual but i can go ahead i'll send you the link to the website um, okay when we're done and you can if you want to share it out and see if people want to attend totally and i'll make the update you know updated in the in the link i already tagged you and so there'll be a there'll be an update so just wanting everybody else to hear um to check it out because i i've never been in person but i've heard it's an awesome awesome conference um, as Galen said, it jump-started her career, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, just super excited that you could come on and talk about it. And Galen just also happened to be under two years experience. So for everybody that's out here, demystifying security first. So Galen, quick question, because we have about four minutes left. You were initially in that first role, because I know this is your first security awareness role. Yeah. What was the, fir- the first job that you got after that recruiter? What was that one? It was identity and access management. Okay. Uh, yep. And so that was at Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina, um, which is a great organization. And I was sad to leave. Um, but yeah, so I was doing identity and access management, um, which was actually really useful. I learned a lot about Active Directory and how all of that is managed, which is so important. Like it's actually something that we've had to have discussions with in my current role about, well, no, this is an access issue. And because I have that experience, it gets to all roll into where I am now, which is super useful. Yeah. Yeah. We, I had um, chief privacy officer, uh, Lydia Payne Johnson. She was on here maybe last week and she talked about IAM, identity access management and how people tend to not, um, I don't know, either not realize it or not understand, you know, like that component and how important it is. 
And so um, it's cool that that was your first step into security was in that space. And then you got to um, take on this new opportunity in security awareness. So that's mm -hmm. pretty, pretty cool. A couple more comments here before we wrap. So Onye says, good job, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> David Vaughn says, Mar uh, a candle loses nothing by helping to light another. That is Hi, so, so true. All Hi, these, David. All these great quotes today. Um, Roger says, wow, that series of books sounds fantastic. So glad I started following this group. If I, I usually have it right here on my desk, I would have you know, picked it up and shown it to everybody. The Tribe of Hack Hackers book, I have yeah. two of Marcus's books. Um, one that I gave to my kids. So he also wrote a book, uh, two children's books. Um, so there's one about learning pretty much coding uh, for kids and then the Tribe of Hackers. So next time I'm going to just show them on the show and Ozzy is here saying late greetings for Georgia. All friends that come here often and I am excited to be almost done, almost 31 days of live stream straight. It's been crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's been pretty wild. It's fun though. I, you know, I've been seeing your videos come up more often. No, I <laughs> um, yes, demystifying for the month of October. Yes. So, Everybody, thank you so much, Galen, for being here with us today. This is super exciting to hear about you, about your career, breaking in, volunteering, um, under two years experience, already giving presentations and talks at the biggest cyber conference in, <laughs> in the Tri-Cities area, making her nervous. Don't be nervous. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> awesome today. You're just going to be just as awesome um, on Thursday. Thank you. Folks, if you're here and you want to um, check out the conference, I will be putting links into the chat. It is um, ISSA's conference in the Tri-City area. And what is it called again? Triangle Info Secon. Triangle Info Secon. So I will update the link with all of that. Um, Lincoln says, thanks, Galen. Thank and you. And I will see everyone else, more guests, more guests all week. Uh, people are giving you kudos, all the best, Galen, because she is she's gonna be awesome. It's just this part too. This was like the dry run, and look at how awesome you are. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this was good practice. I appreciated this. this it was great to talk to you. I really appreciate what you do here um, for the community. I think you and I had talked a few years ago about because you also have people who are trying to get into security come on sometimes, and we had kind of talked about that. And I don't remember why I didn't do it, but. I'm glad we got we're to talk now. now. See, two years ago flies by, folks. So if you're thinking about breaking in, reach out to Galen. Yes. Um, awesome, awesome person in the community. Stepped right up before she even start, got into security. So look at that. Um, all right, folks, I am going to wrap. We will see you again here tomorrow, 11-ish Eastern. Have another wonderful young lady. I think it's this is like ladies week. There's all these awesome women coming on the show. So tomorrow, another awesome person. And then um, for the rest of the week, too. So take care, everybody. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks, Renee.
in the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity. Your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.